Oh hey, I'm glad you're here. I just wanted to announce that on Tuesday, April 6th, we'll be launching Season 7 of VHS. I'm really excited as we have eight new guests with fascinating professions and eight very different films. The first episode is one that I've been working on since the inception of VHS. But that's next week. For this week, I wanted to bring out one of our Patreon episodes of new releases and late returns. This is your introduction to one of my favorite people that I've ever met, and he'll be our third rotating co-host. I'm talking about my friend, Ted Chang. It's been great reconnecting and talking about films, and speaking of communication, I would love to hear from you. Please reach out, share your stories, no matter how big or small. We are VHUS underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or reach us through the website vh-us.com. If you appreciate the podcast, of course, a review on your preferred platform would be greatly appreciated, and any support on patreon.com slash vhus. We have bonus episodes and much more to come. Now, without further delay, let's get even, or get even, with Ted on new releases and late returns. Hello, and welcome to New Releases and Late Returns, the sibling podcast of VHS. On VHS, each episode's about a film, and the guest has the profession portrayed in the film. And on New Releases and Late Returns, we celebrate what's currently bringing us joy. I'm your host, Dirk Marshall, and I'm joined today by Ted Chang. Thank you for being here. Glad to be here, Dirk. Uh, now, we actually met because of films. Uh, we had a mutual friend who was uh, at least told me, hey, my friend Ted likes movies too. You guys should be friends. And I was like, okay, that sounds cool. And then one night at a bar, everyone but us went to the basement to do cocaine. And this mutual friend was like, hey, you guys talk about movies. And that was basically how we met. Yeah, yeah, it was really, it was really <laughs> awkward. It was like, I mean, okay, like there's all sorts of movies. I, I, and I to be fair, I did know of you and uh, like I, could I you know I assume that we had the same taste but still it was kind of like awkward to like <laughs> you know like hey talk to this yeah. person <laughs> yeah no not even like a specific movie just you like the talkies just have at it yeah uh, but I think I like to think that we became fast friends and uh there's certain movies that I watch and I can hear your laugh in my head where I'm just like, oh, Ted would have laughed so hard at this part of the movie. And, uh, and so that's why I really wanted to rope you in right. for new releases and new returns. Right, right, right. Um, so we'll just start off with new releases and we like to start off with anything print. So books, comics, anything that you're currently enjoying? Print, yeah. Um, so I don't often get to read too much nowadays, just like 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 real printed matter um yeah uh just the nature i'm like just on the computer all the time my eyes are kind of like just strained um but i am actually reading now um this book i got a little while ago paperbacks from hell oh, um it's okay. a cool little history and uh index of um all these cool like uh like all the classic horror um uh horror book covers of like the um that range from like the 70s to the 80s um it's just like the history of them is it just the covers or the whole book um it, mainly the covers but just kind of it goes okay, through cool. the decades and like what informed them and stuff like that um it's really really cool i you know it's like i honestly like i'm i'm just kind of now reading it but like when i first got it i would just look at the pictures <laughs> yeah yeah no i have a couple of books like that i have one that's uh ad nauseum that's just the newspaper print ads from horror movies yeah yeah it's and that's like I mean, you can just spend so much time just looking at those. Exactly. It is the same, same deal. Yeah. I, uh, I just started, 
Well, actually, now I'm three quarters of the way through it, but it's stories from the trenches, adventures in making high octane Hollywood movies with canon veteran Sam Furstenberg. Look at this thing. Whoa. Holy. It's massive. <laughs> it's like half the size of my body. And uh, for people that don't know, Sam Furstenberg directed uh, Ninja 3. He did Break In 2. Um, oh, Break In 1. Um, like, a, you know, American Ninja. I mean, the big canon mm -hmm. tent poles that we think about in a video store. And so it's an awesome book about, um, there's interviews in there. I, I just finished reading a Boogaloo Shrimps interview in there. Uh, so that's always enjoyable. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend people pick that up if you're interested in canon films. It's a, it's a treasure trove, nice, if nice. you will. Definitely. Yeah, I just, I just finished a book on Full Moon. So that was a great follow-up to that. Uh. Um, but I wasn't reading either. And what I started doing is uh, my wife got like a like an exercise bike and I just read on on that thing for like an hour. And it makes me like, you know, I'm multitasking, but I wouldn't want to do either thing on their own. Yeah. So it kind of like helps <laughs> out, you know, uh, any other print? Um, no, nah, no, nah, that's pretty okay, much it. <laughs> great. Yeah, I, I'm the same. Uh, moving into music. Is there any kind of music that you're listening to lately? Yeah, um, the, I it's kind of harder to like list like during work to like actually yeah. del delve dive into new people. Like you kind of have to mm -hmm. be in the right mindset um, to either listen to something new or a new album. The, the newest person I've started to um, learn about is called uh, listen to is Leonard Simpson duo. Um, it's like, um, oh, it, it's like uh, one of, he was a collaborator with um, uh, Jay Dilla. It's like Detroit hip hop. Mixed oh, cool. with uh new zealand um and i didn't even know i had to kind of double check and like what genre is this i don't know anymore <laughs> like you know <laughs> you know like so it's like it's definitely i i knew it was definitely like detroit hip-hop but um yeah uh mixed with uh new zealand uh psychedelic so it's just it's really it's, yeah it's really good i i highly recommend them that sounds great. yeah yeah is it, so it's not instrumental no no okay cool yeah i'll definitely check that out i speaking of not listening to new things uh I'm listening to Kruder and Dorfmeister's album 1995 that came out this past year. They, um, I believe the, the story is they found dat tapes and of music they had made in 95 and basically just put it out now. So it was oh, kind wow. of lost tapes situation. Yeah. It sounds like 1995. I mean, <laughs> it's like, it's perfect for like, if you're writing or you need something that's not going to be distracting, you want to pretend you're in a bougie bar or something, you could dim the lights in your house oh, nice. and uh, put on Kruder and Dorfmeister. It's, it's a great, it's really great. It feels super cozy to me. I love that era of electronic music. And then the other one that um, Dave, which mm. we both know, mm -hmm. uh, was, was talking to me, he was texting me the other day from New York about, I forget what it was, but I said, hey, you should check out No Geography, the last Chemical Brothers album, because similar to this Kruder and Dorfmeister, they just decided why not make an album with their first set of equipment. So they went back to the electronics they were using in the 90s and made this album. And it feels so cozy. It feels so like 1997. Uh, it's really great. And the title track, No Geography, is somehow like three minutes long. And it feels like an epic 15 minutes. Yeah, I think, I, I think I've heard that. Um, like i don't like the spotify algorithm at all but it like yeah. it, it pointed me to there it's like oh yeah i haven't listened to chemical brother for so long and i'm like oh this is like this is literally like yeah them from like you know yeah it's really <laughs> it's then. a great album yeah um that's that's the last two that i've really been listening to uh which brings us to television anything new in the tv quad yeah so 
um you know i'm you know watching like a lot of people like wandavision um i you know right <laughs> it's like i want to i want to hate on disney and marvel a lot i mean they can't <laughs> i mean they're always competent they're always good but but when i was like wandavision I'm like okay yeah you win again like i guess this is yep. like yeah you are like for you know as big a budget you know as you know mainstream as you are you are doing taking a lot That's of risks. the thing is <laughs> i just uh said on jl's episode but like i'm not a star wars guy i just mm-hmm. am not i could take it or leave it i have nothing against yeah, it yeah. but it's i'm not like when someone says "Ooh, star wars i'm not like i'm gonna be first in line like it's just whatever but the mandalorian was awesome yeah like, yeah so competently competent like you said so well done and you know it felt great all the fan servicey type moments were so well placed mm-hmm, that like mm-hmm. you couldn't help but cheer for it and then it just makes me think like man if this was my thing like if star wars was my thing and i got this show yeah. like i would be so excited. exactly so I, I think the key is also just it's short it's like no yeah, it, yes. it makes you wanting more and it's like it's yeah. just short you know it's just just enough and it knows what you want you know it doesn't try to elevate anything it's just yep. like yeah no this is kind of sometimes it feels like there's like a few episodes where it's like this feels like her like a big budget hercules or xena or something like yeah. that you know but yeah, but yeah. In a, you know in a, in a good way you know yes i agree uh the only show we've been watching lately just came out on amazon and it's called tell me your secrets okay so it's a like a kind of a procedural type situation where a lady's daughter is either dead or missing and so she gets a convicted rapist to stalk this woman so she can find her daughter uh and that creates some difficulties because obviously she has unleashed a beast um so it's really well done and it's very it's one of those new shows that's dealing with dark subject matter in a way that's kind of pretty realistic nice. so it's it's sort of unsettling but it's really inspiring to see people take on these topics okay yeah what's it called again it's called Tell, tell me, me your okay yeah uh, we're looking uh yeah we're looking for week. dark stuff to watch so <laughs> yeah so uh yeah this will work I, for sure i forgot to mention i all i'm also something a little newer is uh it just came out on hbo um the lady in the dale is pretty good it's like a four uh four episode documentary oh um, yeah about uh um there's that joke three-wheel car that came out in the 70s that was like yes and um, oh this is about those people yeah yeah the, the oh, person and okay. it's just like yeah. it's like i didn't like you learn about this person's whole, I don't want to spoil anything, but you learn about this, this, this whole life. It's like, this is like, how did I not know this about this? Yes. And like, how's this not like, you know, like, well, more well-known, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, yeah. I recommend it as well. And it's like four episodes each an hour each. So it's something, you know, you can just kind of like watch over two, That's day, great. two days. Yeah. I love having those like kind of back pocket, just a couple episode shows. Mm-hmm. Cause there's nothing worse when it's like, you're still going to stay up for another hour yes, yeah. and the show you're watching ends and you're like, Oh, tonight I have to spend time trying to find something new. Like, exactly. you know, yeah. you're like, I settled in with my show and now it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't want to commit to a movie, you know? So it's like, right. Yeah. We did that last night and then we just kept looking at each other. Like, are we going to turn this off or are we going to keep going? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what's it's almost three. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I almost did it again. I almost skipped over games. Are there any video games that you're enjoying? Oh, yeah. Um, so um, I've since August have been playing Hades. Um, this, it, it, I don't know what that for is. For Switch, it's like, um, it's like a, it's, the genre is like called Rogue Light. 
It's, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's really hard to describe, but it's basically, have you ever played like uh, a Binding of Isaac or um, Enter the Gungeon, if you've ever heard of those games? No, I've, I've heard of them, but I have not played it's them. It's a lot like that, except it's very heavily focused on story. So I don't like mm-hmm. roguelites necessarily. I, I admire them and I admire like the skill it takes, but it's just not necessarily my thing they context it's and they contextualize it really well because they put a story into you why you keep dying and it's all about the greek myths and stuff like that um they they play into the the idea of like um you just dying and coming back over and over again it's just like very very infectious gameplay so Um, it's based on that tom cruise movie uh uh what The one where he dies on the beach, like over and over. Oh, and over oh, oh, yeah, pretty much. I, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Because you do, you do <laughs> I totally forgot. Yeah, the movie that had like two different titles where it was called like Edge of Tomorrow. Yes. And it's like on DVD, it's like live, repeat, die. And like, yes. as if it never happened, like as if that first title never ever happened. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. They're making a sequel to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a cool concept. I, it's just like weird that Tom Cruise is like, you. your character should be like late 20s at the, oldest you know yes. like why are you yeah <laughs> i did enjoy watching him die over yeah over yeah over. yeah it was something very fun about that uh well my friend jail and i we play a lot of shooters um so we're still like going back through like the far cry new dawn and stuff like that nice. um i currently have the demo for outriders uh downloading that to play yeah is that the uh i don't know anything about it jail said down is it another so is it a shooter or is it a I think so. I think it's, I'm not quite sure. Did you play Remnant from the Ashes? No, I, um, it's one of, I heard a lot of good things about that. Um, I kind Cause I loved that game. Yeah. I, it's a lot like, didn't you like Dark Souls? Yes. Yeah. So that, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, Dark exactly. It's guns. Dark Souls with machine guns, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think when it came out, I just couldn't pick up another game. And yeah. now it's kind of like, past the i mean i you know whatever i can still play it <laughs> you know just to yeah, stop it <laughs> it's cheap it's so fun because it's randomly generated maps exactly and, like, you get a different enemy every time and it's the skill for it i've never played something where it was that difficult yeah but then experienced how rewarding it was to push through that, it, that's so exactly what like, hades i think i mean that's the same thing as hades it's like that that's the whole thing oh, about okay. roguelites is like it's random it's like every time you play it's like a slightly different map or a slightly yeah. different enemy configuration in your power-ups it's a kind of a dice roll of like if you get this power up this power up oh like you get a different combination where it's like oh this this run is way fun fun more fun than uh, the last yeah yeah i'll have to check that out then um and then last movies any movies you've seen lately that you particularly enjoyed yeah um i saw promising young woman love that What'd a you lot. Think? I, that's polarizing i liked it a lot i liked it a lot cool. i didn't I, okay. I knew i knew going in people were gonna i remember seeing the trailer for it like before the pandemic and thinking like i okay this looks i don't know i don't know what to make of this because it's like uh the subject matter looks cool but it's done in a very kind of like modern day production values kind of like mm-hmm. i don't know you know just like you know typical kind of like almost like rom-com style um yeah and then i and then everyone's like you gotta see it, you gotta see it don't spoil it you gotta see it. it's like okay so going in i knew okay i if this person's like that i will probably like it so it was kind of like kind of went in kind of yeah. <laughs> led led into you know like that way but um i liked it yeah <laughs> that's all i can okay yeah. i'll check that out yeah. uh you have any others um yeah i saw the dark and the wicked what do you think it's okay one? i yeah I, that's what I yeah heard. it was it was masterfully done it was just like no 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 
fat, like bare bone script. Um, sure. Uh, not great payoff, but it was still just like, it was like well executed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. coal miner or black, whatever, black coat's daughter is like definitely. Yeah, I love. Yeah, that. it's the same guy, and it was just like. Oh, okay. Then I'm totally gonna. Yeah. Watch oh, it. yeah. No, no. You'll, you'll, you'll appreciate it. But it has that yeah, same yeah. creepy, like very minimal, creepy everything. But it's just like black. Uh, Coach daughter has that hook. You know, it's like yes. There's somewhat of a plot. This is just like, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> A to, okay, a to B. Okay, oh, you know. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, I saw Monster Hunter, the new <laughs> Mila Jovovich <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, if if you know, we were 13 and that movie came out. We would be so stoked on it. It's it's a big video game movie. It's not overthinking anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of repetition in it, which I think is its only weak point. Uh-huh. Like there's, you know, before Tony Jaw and Mila Jovovich like work it out, there's like two separate altercations where I was like, one would have worked. Like we could have moved right past <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, and I don't, I never played the game. So I know that it's not true to the game at all, but mm-hmm. um, also no one told me Ron Perlman was going to pop up in it <laughs> as like a sand pirate. Wow. And uh, that's all I needed that's once that happened. Sand pirate, like, Ron Perlman. It's like, that's yeah. like, uh... <laughs> yeah. And it also ends like there's going to be uh, so many more of these. So yeah. I hope there are, but I doubt there's going to be. Yeah. Um, and then Space Sweepers. Did you see Space Sweepers? No. <laughs> this is, I think it's South Korea's first big science fiction movie. It's on Netflix. Oh, okay. Uh, it's great. It's like, um, it's not super heavy. There's not gore in it. Um, there's a lot of great special effects and robots. So if you're like science fiction, it's multilingual, which is awesome. There's like all kinds. It's like they give you just enough English so that like white people would be like, all right, I'll watch yeah. it. Um, I don't have to read the whole time, but um. I really thought it was super fun and I hope to see more science fiction. I thought it was, I thought it was going to be the follow-up to space truckers. It'd be like this blue collar (laughs) space saga, you know, (laughs) South Korea makes the sequel to space truckers. So it'd be awesome. (laughs) I would love that. Uh, And then my last one is the swordsman. This is another, uh, I think it's yeah. South Korean. It just came out this last week. It's about a swordsman who is partially blind and he's losing his eyesight and, uh, and some guys steal his daughter. And this is set in the era of, you know, shoguns and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's great. I forget that I get so nervous watching sword movies. It's uh, it's just something about me where I would hate to be stabbed. And so <laughs> I get real sweaty when they're like sword fighting. <laughs> it really stresses me out, but I love it. But uh, but Swordsman was great. It's, you know, another in the long line of like blind swordsman movies nice. like Satoichi, yeah. et cetera. Is it Satoichi um, or is it just the same trope? It's just the same okay. trope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's because he's losing his. Eyesight. Oh, okay, okay, right. And, you know, he he makes choices in the film where it's either basically going to be eyesight or save someone's life kind yeah. of stuff. Um, but it's really well done. It's not. Again, it's also not super bloody. I would have loved if it was like Shogun Assassin, but it's it's not. It's very tasteful, very big budget. It looks wonderful. Nice. Um, but that's my last movie. Cool. You have anything else? Um, uh, nothing of. Oh, no, right. I mean, yeah, we can, well, <laughs> we can probably get started. That means, yeah, we're moving into, oh, I did have one note. I was recently a guest on Screen Radar's live stream podcast, I believe it's called Film Dorks, and the subject was supernatural movies, which I naturally went off for the choice. I uh, talked about one of my favorite films, Rigor Mortis from 2013, which is by Juno Mack, and it's a, uh, a jumping Chinese vampire movie. Uh, 
I don't know if you're familiar with those from the Shaw brother era, but yeah, I, I, I haven't seen like, I mean, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I haven't, I haven't seen them yeah, all the way yeah. through, but yeah, you've all seen sure. them. Mr. Like Vampire. Yes, was, exactly. Yeah. Like, whoosh, yeah, so, whoosh, you know? <laughs> yeah. And if you haven't seen Rigor Mortis, uh, basically Juno Mac, when he was eight, saw Mr. Vampire and like, you know, loved these shows. So he went and got all of the original actors he could that are still alive oh, wow. and put them in this movie. Um, you know, some of them had been retired for 20 years and, you know, to bring them all back and create this really awesome film, um, is, is it's really fantastic so nice. i highly recommend okay. it even if you don't know the folklore of the hopping vampires it's almost more fun like for me as a westerner to watch it and not know any of that history initially i was like it was like watching a david lynch movie because you don't know the logic behind anything yeah. it's just like oh okay like they're tying people up with strings and writing spells on their faces while they kung fu fight it's just like, it's like you're following your own set of rules which makes yeah. sense but i still don't get it you know <laughs> yeah i totally didn't get it and then knowing the history then i loved it yeah. because the attention to detail is it's impeccable but um but it's time it's time All for right. us to do late returns and uh today's film i had to start with and i was like gosh i hope ted's still my friend after this but uh <laughs> i chose getivan aka get even yeah. uh from 1993 there's no space between uh, yeah. the two words <laughs> i was like it's the first <laughs> it's the first thing i love so much about it it's also known as the film road to revenge and champagne and bullets uh so in 1993 it was called champagne and bullets and it was 10 minutes longer than this movie um and it had the full shakespeare monologue in it and the entire song for the bathtub scene which is pretty amazing wow okay like it's that's that bathtub scene was even longer yes <laughs> even longer uh road to revenge is somewhere in the middle and uh has some bonus shots from 2007 some exteriors that he felt was really necessary for the film but like his um, own schneider cut <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> they gave him a bigger budget <laughs> now normally when we talk about a movie it's just gonna be we'll just spitball about it and not go through every single waking moment but this is a special occasion and I have to just, I made some notes chronologically because I would be ashamed if we missed some of the amazing points here. Yeah. And first, I just want to let people know that if you haven't heard of any of the three films that I just said, which are one film, <laughs> yeah, it was all made by a lawyer named John DeHart. It's, he's the writer, star, songwriter, co-director, and it's his vanity project. So people that like um, Tommy's The Room, um, this is often the second recommended film. People are like, you've got mm -hmm. to see this because it's made by someone who thinks of themselves as so wonderful. Uh, and one of the things that I love about this movie so much uh, is that, you know, I grew up on Steven Seagal movies and it was very apparent in every single one of his films, even though they were bigger budget, that he loves himself so much <laughs> and sees himself as like an unstoppable force. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very hard to see this movie. I had to track it down. Uh, John DeHart, Wingshauser, William Smith, who most people know from Maniac Cop, Laredo, uh, Red Dawn. He was Conan's dad in Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> uh, he's in any which way you can. It's, it's an amazing, amazing cast. And I think this movie really proves like Wingshauser is awesome, even in movies that aren't awesome. Yeah. Because what I will say, this movie is totally, totally just off the wall, bonkers. Um, but Wings Hauser almost is more sensible in it than anybody else. <laughs> uh, the opening credits going through LA, we just get random shots of nice cars, which I thought was interesting. 
it's like just a random shot of a parked car where you're like, okay, got <laughs> you it. You can tell like they probably were doing their regular B-roll out of the car, like, stop, stop. Okay, like, yep. it's, like no continuity. It's like, okay, it'll, it'll just be like. Is that a Porsche? I know. Get it in there. I know. And then we get an incredible stakeout. And I literally, the second they show this shot, I heard your laugh in my head because I was like, they're just standing behind like six reeds. <laughs> With their like leather jackets. <laughs> oh my gosh, the leather jackets. And uh, Bodie and Finney are our two main characters and the captain are standing behind a few dry twigs about 12 feet from where their stakeout is. <laughs> and it's hard not to talk about every brilliant line, so but I'm going to skip over it. But uh, Bodhi gets fed up, oh, gets shot, and uh, oh no, wait, what happens is Bodhi gets fed up with Finney, who's been shot on the ground, and he knees the captain. It's like, it's so it's weird, the, instantly. The, like, you're, what you're describing is, like, kind of how the editing is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? it's, like, it's like, what? Wait, there's no established, like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you see, like, the drug dealers for a second, but it just, and then it cuts, like, uh, I, yeah. you're still processing it, you know? And then yeah. it, things just and then, happen. <laughs> and they, there's, like, quite the shootout, and Wigshauser gets shot instantly, which happens twice <laughs> in the film. <laughs> um, he, the captain gets kneed by Bodhi, and then the, the captain's like, you just made the biggest mistake of your life, or something like that. And then it cuts right to the best training yes. montage known to me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> This like his working of the bag in this and everything. It's otherworldly. His kicks no higher than his waist. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it is it's so incredible. And then they end it with him feeding a dog butter on a spoon and the dog yeah, is wearing a Yeah, yeah, on. yeah. And then like the the audio is still picking up like people giggling in the background. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. Oh my gosh, why would they leave that in there? And then it says a year later and the captain's in court and says that Bodie and Finney were dirty cops. And then it cuts to their chauffeurs, I wrote. Yeah. I wasn't quite sure what was it, happening. It's really Dave. weird that he, so John uh, DeBoer or DeHart, what's his name? DeHart. DeHart. He's, DeHart. Um, yeah. he's a lawyer and it's like, uh, couldn't you make the courtroom a little more accurate in like the procedure? <laughs> <laughs> like these folding tables and, and just like yes. in, a, in a, like just a, this weird, like open, you know, <laughs> like it's like an room. office yeah exactly it's probably it's like it's probably his office. conference room <laughs> yeah people coming in to get coffee yeah. and having a courtroom scene in there oh my gosh but after that brief moment of them being chauffeurs it's cowboy night now by this point of the film i'm amazed that uh you both were still watching it because I yeah. thought only you. Were I was this. still because like i was also taking notes with to it so yeah. it was kind of like i i think that kind of I still wasn't really following it, but it kind of grounded me a little more to like, yeah, yeah, try, you know, like, okay, one thing at a time, I guess, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it, yeah, he like, he's like, I have a prom. Like, well, first, like, first of all, it's just weird how it just cuts to like kneeing his, kneeing his boss. Yeah karate yeah. and then one year later yep. it's like well when was a karate like what like was yeah. that a year later? like i don't <laughs> why did it take a year to have exactly. that courtroom scene like what is happening and then, yeah and then the chauffeur shot where he leaves kids stranded yeah. it has nothing to do with anything yeah and why are you a chauffeur like why are you like why yeah. is this like <laughs> like a like sense. an 80s like like you know titty movie like oh can you swear sorry <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Like, why is this like all of a sudden like like ski school or something like that? You know? Yeah. Like he gets hit with like underwear or something, and he has like a one liner where he throws them back yeah, into the yeah. back seat, and it's like okay. <laughs> uh, but they go to a cowboy bar and meet some ladies, and Rick Bodie gets called up to sing because yes. what is happening? And he does the shimmy slide song <sighs> in its entirety. Yes. Uh, this is the only song that he performs as part of the soundtrack that he paid money for this, this one, he didn't write. <laughs> <laughs> so there's another layer. To something. <laughs> and the best part about the, the shimmy slide song, other than that, we get all of it is that it's followed by a stripper who's dancing yeah. to a reprise of the shimmy <laughs> song. <laughs> I was like, like, after, like the whole shimmy song, like, he's like, his eyes are bulging so big and he's yeah. so stiff and like with no emotion. I know he's like he's like trying so hard to like keep up and read the lyrics, I assume, you know, like on the prompter yes. or cue card. And then it's like, whoa, that's over. And then all of a sudden, like, whoa, getting naked. Like, what what's the <laughs> like, Yep. And then there's one girl that's disgusted by the fact that there's stripping happening yeah. and she goes and makes a phone call to the police to rep to say that there's breasts. Yeah, she being says, shown. um, I wrote down, I would I'd like to <laughs> Uh, I, I need to uh, report public nudity. <laughs> Awful. Um, I watched this, I have to be honest, the, the last time at 1.5 speed. And <laughs> the Shimmy Slide song is, is really good at 1.5. I highly yeah. recommend it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it really tightens up most of the editing if you watch it at that speed. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, I recommend it. Uh, an intense fight breaks out and uh, Finney gets arrested. Uh, but he gets out and Bodhi takes his lady to a restaurant and Bodhi tells not one, but two jokes <laughs> to the, to the waiter. Who's the, I guess the restaurant owner. By this point, I should mention, we've seen about six pairs of champagne flutes in the movie. It's like, there's so much <laughs> excessive glassware in this movie. Man, a sophisticated a, taste. Yeah. And then there's a, a singing photographer in this scene, which I was I, like, what? Uh, yeah, what? I, I was... And then she invites them to a different bar, which is so bizarre. I feel that person has to be real. <laughs> like, uh, there probably right. really is a scene photographer in LA, you know? <laughs> like, like, like... With, a, with a Polaroid camera. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. And then the next scene is it at, they're at a picnic. They didn't go to this other bar that was even mentioned. And there's Italian music playing. Oh, boy. And his lady, his lady says, she's recalling something. She said, everyone was doing drugs. I did some too, <laughs> which is how you reflect on drug taking <laughs> i suppose i did some <laughs> oh man that scene more glassware and then they introduced the satanic cult now by this point i was like what doesn't this movie have? i know yep <laughs> yep uh and then they cut back to uh the, okay so they cut back to that she um Oh, he's going to help her forget the cult. And so he delivers part of his Shakespearean monologue that the original film had in its entirety. Uh, wow. It's uh, it's from Hamlet, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, wow. Uh, it cuts to more champagne flutes. And now they're by a fire, uh, the two of them again. And Starting Over song plays, which is all about starting over. And he's singing it. I don't know who the female voice is in the song, if it's the playmate that's also in the movie or what, but 
we also get the hot sex scene with the nipple icing. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. My, me and my wife were watching, like, and she was like, oh, oh, wow, okay, this movie. <laughs> it's so, like, the whole time I was like, well, this is where there should be a cut. They should edit some of this. Like, he just full-on drags it around her nipple, like, eight <laughs> loops, just like, I'm like, that's so thorough. It's like a child, just like, <laughs> yeah, a race car, <laughs> like, <laughs> <driving>. <laughs> It's exactly like in Shogun Assassin when he's hold, they're all naked after uh, swimming through the water and he wraps the robe around all three of them and the baby is like flicking the nipple of the lady. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like that baby. Uh, back at the bar, Finney freaks out about Hamlet and tries to get him to do the speech again where at this point, I was like, I love everything that's happened in this movie, but if he starts saying Hamlet... My buddy can speak again, Hamlet. Is what he said. Yeah. And he's wearing that it's polo so... rugby shirt. Yes. <laughs> this is polo. Oh my gosh. It's so crazy. Uh the next scene's Winghauser shooting his bills. Like he's full on holding them up and shooting them with a gun. Yeah. Um <laughs> what? Why not? You know, <laughs> at this point. Yeah, you know? I guess. I guess so. And then he has a falling out with this lady, ends up in court. Old captain is the judge. And then in jail, Wings drinks bleach to get out to get to the go to the hospital. And then we see Winghauser in a hospital smoking cigarettes after he just drank bleach, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> There's a nun in this scene because at this point, we're just throwing all logic out of mm-hmm, the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick and his lady go to get her clothes from the parents. And, <laughs> and she's like, I don't do drugs or worship the devil to her dad, who's very mad that she's there to pick up. Dad is, is, is the same age as uh, John DeHart. Yeah. Yes, they are the same age. Yeah. That is disturbing. Luckily, there was no ice involved yeah, in this scene. Yeah. Uh, at this point, Bodhi walks us through every single plot point in the movie that we've already seen mm-hmm. in a voiceover where I was like, no, we just watched all this in the movie. Why, are, why is this happening right now? It's amazing. And then we get the bath scene, which we talked about earlier, where he looks at the camera two times like he's so stoked to be in a bath yeah. with this lady. It's so gross. Uh, and then we get the song, I'll Be With You, which he wrote and performs. Yeah, he's in like the film. channeling his best Elvis that he can. Yeah, there's like a nautical net on the wall behind them in the mm-hmm. bathtub that I was just like, what is <laughs> this theme that they have going on? More champagne flutes, true. Uh, then it cuts to wings in a pool with a sign that reads Huck's Haven. Yeah. And he's created a huckleberry finn religion yes and also i think we like i think we need to mention uh the the cigar store indian that is is, um, oh that is in that scene but also just with him throughout the whole movie i think that's his is that his like coping mechanism or something yeah (laughs) he's like this got me through some real lonely times yeah i saw a creep show too and then i'll ever (laughs) (laughs) yes it's so I, the whole time I was like I don't know I'm offended by this but I'm not sure why <laughs> I can't put my finger on it but I'm not okay with it uh, so the Huckleberry Finn religion I what is I okay so bring <laughs> like high waters there. and everything and <laughs> yeah it is the weirdest like in a movie that's so weird like when they finally like oh he found like the Huck Finn religion I'm like wait wait what is this it does this exist in la this is something that like anton Levey started before the church of satan <laughs> like just trying it out yeah. he's like maybe huck finn now nah, this isn't working <laughs> um Bodie's getting married on sunday he gets invited and then cuts right to the wedding uh huck's Crack the best suit. man in a pumpkin orange suit yep. <laughs> oh man uh we get uh, i wrote 
You get a, something for Bodie and more champagne flutes. Oh, is it a striptease? Do we have a striptease? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. There's a striptease oh, in gosh. my notes. <laughs> okay, so my auto. And there's a, they play the shimmy slide again during the striptease. Oh, that's right. Yes, uh, the striptease is to a song of called "Don't Stop Loving Me" that then ebbs into the reprise of the shimmy slide. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! And then, uh, oh, Miss Bodie sees that Normand and says that he's the leader of the coven. And then a thug tails them in the best chase scene I've ever seen, uh-huh. which unfortunately Rick loses control and there's no more Miss Bodie. Yeah, all of a sudden it's just like she's on, they're on the ground. It's like, yep. <laughs> they couldn't afford the wreck part. So they just like, you know, you'll get it. You'll just piece it together. Cut straight to the funeral uh, where he says, I'll get even for you, Cindy. I promise I'll get even. So there's our get even. It's like the movie's almost over. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, do you think he said that knowing that like, that's a good movie title. Maybe that'll be the, like, you know, like. I think it was a reshoot, I bet. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think they watched it and they were just like, well, I mean, why are we doing any of this? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what happened. An existential crisis. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got to say something. Like, maybe I'm getting even. Oh, there it is. Cool, but don't put a space between the words. That's crazy. Uh, Finney is now completely dressing like Huck Finn in the movie where I was like, this subplot is a real head scratcher. <laughs> yeah. uh, Rick takes a compound bow to the compound, which is very creative. Mm-hmm. And we get his like Rambo style killings. He hasn't used a bow the entire film. And suddenly it's like, oh wait, I guess they were shooting targets uh, when they yeah, were chauffeurs. Yeah, then he right? had the shotgun oh, okay. with the uh, target. Right, okay. Well, so Rick just starts killing everybody and he breaks someone's neck in the most like relaxing way. Yeah. Like I think I've popped my neck with more enthusiasm <laughs> than it's pretty crazy. The best shootout happens in a hallway and then Finney shows up and is instantly wounded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Wings yep. Uh Bodhi shows up and faces off with the judge. Bodhi kills the judge, but not before he says, I'll see you in hell, son of a beach. Like he says this <laughs> yeah, it's like he burped when he said it or something. Yes, and they just kept it in. Oh, man. Then the nun is back and needs a ride because Cindy's alive. She's alive in the hotel room. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad that... Bo yeah, it was like... It was really weird because, like, like, the nun tried to, like, uh, you need to you need to come to the hospital with me. Like, and just, like, she just kept yeah. trying to, like... She couldn't tell him that she would like she's. <laughs> she could just say I know. she's alive. I don't know why is it why is it a weird head game she's playing. Please take me to the like, hospital. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like I'm grieving here. It's like no, come yeah. take me to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> come drive me around. I'm a nun. You don't know. Uh, and then of course, what song plays over the credits? It's the shimmy and the yeah. slide. <laughs> yeah, they paid money for it, so they gotta they gotta stretch that dollar. It's like this is this earworm is gonna get this crawled to the top of the charts. Mm-hmm. You know. It's pretty amazing. But that is the movie Get Even. Uh, any final thoughts, Ted? Yeah, I thought that like it was um, like, like a lot of, you know, like a lot of uh, vanity projects is just like yeah. lots of like shot on video. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of aspirations, a lot of collections of things they like. I assume maybe Wingshauser read Huckleberry, Berry, Huckleberry Finn for the first time. Like, you know, there's something, you know, and like, hey, I'm reading this. Like, you know, let's let's put it in the movie. And it's like, but I think it really checks off all the bo- all like the middle-aged white guy boxes of, yes. uh, of the like, you know, cops, vigilantes. We're going to like, oh, we're going to take the law in our own hands, clean up the streets and Kung Fu. Yeah. <laughs> and their young yep. girlfriends. Um, yes. <laughs> and like, and they're the funniest. Pe- it's the only place where people can like their bad dad jokes, you know? So, yes. 
Yeah. It's like, I, like my favorite is like, is the it's a it's a glass full or is half empty? Oh, I don't know. It looks like there's like is a glass full or half empty? It's like I don't know. It's half full. It's water. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, one. and it was like really it was good. awkwardly like there was no weird. You know, it it went exactly how I said it, and then just cuts yes. to the next scene. <laughs> yeah. Well, the two jokes he tells to in the restaurant, I was like when he's telling the first one, I was uh, okay, and then he's like, I've got another one for you. I was like, don't have another one. <laughs> But like those are the choices that make it like it shouldn't be watchable yeah. and instead like i find myself just grinning ear to ear because this person is not accidental nobody filmed this and never showed it to them like they were involved they co-directed uh-huh. it. they were involved in every uh-huh. step of it mm-hmm. and the fact that you would be making this intentionally and being mm-hmm. like nailed it okay next scene <laughs> nailed it yep this is all yep. perfect <laughs> like i love that idea um Son of a beach. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Beach. Got it. Yes. That's what we needed. Nailed it the first try. Yeah. And, so, you know, somebody had to be like, well, get even is spelled with a space in the middle. You know, it's not, <laughs> otherwise it's get even. It's, <laughs> it's not a thing. But, you know, and to choose that over bullets and champagne or champagne and bullets, you know, it's like champagne and bullets is a great time. Yeah. And it makes sense. It's a theme in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, but getting even at the last 15 minutes or whatever, it's like, oh, okay. Well, you know, I would love to know a, basically a documentary length film about this. I want to know about how Wingshauser was involved. I want to know mm. that how long they had him for. Was it just like a day? Like, what yeah. you, you know, it's, it's wild. Uh, yeah, I, I would, I can only assume uh, the, lead, the, the writer director, John DeHart is like, he has to be, he probably, you know, he has to be some sort of lawyer in Hollywood and probably yeah. as a favor, you know, it's like, I, I think his, he's semi retired now. Yeah. Um, he's still I alive. Think, yeah. I think <laughs> he's still alive. Oh, wow. Yeah. In fact, this movie has had theatrical playing, like, you know, you know, one night in LA or whatever. Mm. And John DeHart's been to some of oh, them. Oh, wow. And, uh, and, you know, it's a crowd pleaser. People <laughs> like, you know really react to the movie so he was overwhelmed with it he just thought it was great so <laughs> it's kind of cool when something like this that's shot on video not widely wildly celebrated but it still like has somehow found a foothold with people and it brings people joy yes in its karate dog looking butter yes, off the spoon kind yes. of way <laughs> it's like he kept well, it interesting I, you know it's like yes. it's like it kept moving and i i was i did not know where it was yeah me neither honestly say um and it delivered i i'd heard about this film and i was like okay well you know i'll check it out and i chased it down and um put it in and the second i started it i was like well i'm finishing this i just can't (laughs) i gotta know what happens and where this goes which you know it makes its own compelling uh, argument for its own weird existence i guess (laughs) i suppose but uh but anyway, that's my final thoughts on Get Even. Nice. Anything else? Um, ah, just like, uh, yeah, that song stuck in my head. Shimmy Slide. <laughs> yes. it's, that's all it takes is you hit, you say Shimmy Slide and it just starts playing in my uh, head. And his, his face with while his, singing it too. His monotone yeah. <laughs> face with his like hands on his hips, just like, yep, killing it. Yeah. Like this sound. <laughs> it's like, oh man, I wish I had that kind of... Uh, confidence we're gonna do that again with the stripping now <laughs> yes what song should they dance to well we paid for the shimmy slide so just reprise that just and again i already said it but 1.5 speed on your dvd i'm telling you it's uh 
the movie really picks yeah. up and moves at that point. Yeah. Wingshauser sounds a little fast, but everyone else sounds just about right. <laughs> well, Ted, thank you so much oh, thank for joining you. This me has for been new fun. releases, late returns. Um, I think I sent you a, a stack of other yep, films, yep. which we'll be covering in well, the future. So I'm very excited because yeah, uh, is... we started here and it's only uphill from this. So <laughs> I know people should be warned. But uh, tune in next time for another episode of New Releases and Late Returns.